a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man What? What? <laughs> what is happening? What? What is, is that a piano? You guys get a piano in here? I, I, I can't believe that Billy Joel is live in studio here. That's amazing. That's insane. Yeah, Billy, you're good, man. Thanks for showing up, uh, Mr. Wow. William Joel. You're free to yeah, leave. Uh, yeah, you can shut yourself out. Uh, yeah, thank that, you so that much. That was great. Yeah, wow. Wonderful performance man. as always. Beautiful. Yeah, so man. we have music now. And you may be saying... Hey, Zach, I'm pretty sure that when you were doing this show alone a few episodes ago, you specifically said that you weren't going to do music. Well, uh, I'm a known liar. Facts. Yeah, it's very true. I'm a known liar, and I lied that time. I'm bringing music back. This is a special episode. It's time that we have a theme song. Get with the program. It's music time. So we got uh, Mr. William Joel in here to play his little piano tune for us. And uh, guys, let me tell you prohibitively expensive we we really really are wasting a ton of money on these live performances two live performances every other week because we got to do the outro as well you know there's going to be an outro song yeah and we're, we're actually going to have him perform it live each time oh yeah uh, we're not we, we're not skimping on you guys we're going to have it fresh and uh freshly recorded each each uh time that we record this so that you, if you listen closely, you'll notice that those pianos are hitting at probably just a slightly different uh, timbre. Yeah, right. It's it's a fresh playthrough by Joel every time. It's a sometimes. Mm. Hey, you never know with this guy, right? He's he's a madman. He might bring in a different piano to the trained oh. ear. Oh yeah, we we made him bring in an entire piano. And we did not. Help. <laughs> yeah, we weren't gonna do that. Come on, we're we're the talent. That's... We're not the. I mean, I guess he's also the talent, but we're not. We're not. We told him that if he could find a stage crew, they could help him. But um, we don't. We don't pay any stage crews. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. <laughs> Seriously, Billy, Billy, you can leave now. You need to leave. We don't have. It's getting. It's a little cramped in here with your whole grand piano and everything. It's time for you to go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, we'll get the glass of water. Don't worry. Thank you. Thanks to Billy. Uh, well, listen. <laughs> Uh, I guess I should probably say specifically, um, <laughs> nobody listens to the show. So why are we, why do we, <laughs> what, what do we have to fear from lawyers? Right. We might as well put some music, right. It, it makes the show way better. So that's my thought. Uh, I've, I've heard the jury's still out on the law and whether or not it applies to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm immune from the law. I can't be prosecuted. The, this is going to be real great. Uh, in, in a few months when this inevitably blows up and uh, we get sued by uh, the estate and and people will be playing this this quick clip of us saying we're not afraid of lawyers. <laughs> uh, like to, It'll be great. Can we also cover ground by saying this intro is not admissible in court? I'm going to assume we can. I'll just go ahead and make that leap right now. Before we get too far removed from the intro song, I would like to say, now that Billy's gone, uh, that was... That song was titled Angry Young Man. It's by Billy Joel. It was the sixth song on the album Turnstiles, which was released in 1976. So that should be all the wow. information that you need 
to go uh, listen to that song somewhere. It's a very good song. I like it quite a bit, and I'm proud to have it as a great representation of the media that we're putting forth today on the podcast. Absolutely. It's that we put in just as many hours uh, each week preparing these episodes as Billy Joel uh, put into uh, creating that beautiful album. Absolutely, yes. Before, I guess it's been probably the longest intro that we've ever done on this show. So I'll go ahead and wrap it up real nice here and say, hey there. And if you're a new face, especially hey to you, this is episode 10. We finally reached double digits. Not all bad. And I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And as always, this is Paul Messman here. Uh, This is just a show where we sweat some of the little things of life and we take other, even littler things and we embrace them with just a deep and loving hug (laughs) and a thank you. Mm. So true. That... I can't wait to see how little those things are this week. <laughs> Minuscule. All right, guys. And if you would feel so inclined, please uh, tell your friends about this. Um, we've really enjoyed uh, seeing our audience slowly but surely grow. And uh, if you enjoy this, please don't be afraid uh, to review it or rate it. I know that that can be a scary system um and figure out how to do that but please uh take the time to do so and even more so we would just absolutely love it if you just told someone important in your life about this yeah just let somebody know ask them to listen to this the show for us that'd be great um hey if you're new or if you're old and you haven't done this yet get with the program what are you doing please subscribe on itunes um if you listen to another platform you can ignore this like i said last time this the show is now on spotify uh, so check it out there, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, make sure to subscribe. I'm sure you can subscribe on other platforms too, but if you subscribe, then you'll get a really annoying notification letting you know that this really annoying podcast is out every time it comes out, so that way you can just uh, keep up with it. So that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. You know, Zach, so a lot of my podcasts that I regularly listen to have recently ended up on Spotify, and maybe this is a weird thing for me to be worried about, but I haven't, even though I listen to a lot of things on Spotify by a lot of things, I mean music, uh, I feel weird about listening to podcasts and things there. Cause I'm, even though I never re-listen to podcasts, I'm paranoid that they're going to just somehow end up in like my end of year top 100 <laughs> or like, like Spotify playlist where I'm going to be like jamming out to some music. And it's just going to be like our dumb voices coming in being like, Hey, hey, we're we're gonna complain about the weather today in the middle of my like workout or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's Listening funny to that my own voice that. really motivates me through a workout, though. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's it's funny. the The joke there for those of you uh, who have a keen uh, ear to hear it is that I said I worked out, which is uh, <laughs> the ultimate joke. <laughs> I I don't think that Spotify mixes a uh, spoken word and sound, but I wish they did. That they, would make think, it such a Russian roulette of a listening experience. I would love I it. I think they do because there's... Oh, really? There's one, at least with comedy albums, there's one stand-up comic uh, whose album I listened to a few... a hand, not, I don't know, maybe twice or three times. And not all the way through, but I guess I started it a couple times from the beginning. So now the intro, every once in a while I'll be listening to my like 2018 top 100 it'll be like and introducing nate bargazzi and i'll be like that that is not what i expected that sucks 
<laughs> it kind of does. That sucks. I did not know that they actually... Maybe it's just with your top 100. Hey, listen, we're a top 100 podcast, okay? At oh, least sure. in... At least produced by two white males aged 23 to 26 in the DFW area <laughs> who went to A&M and were in the mugdown together. At least in those... That Venn diagram, that massive Venn diagram, we're a top 100 podcast. So oh, for sure. We belong Absolutely. in your... Top 100 songs of the year, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Zach, this has probably been the longest intro we've ever done, but I'm kind of excited for us to jump into these topics. I think we should go ahead and begin with a ranting. For sure. Uh, Who do you want to go first this week? Well, I've got a little... uh... A little special thing planned. It's not something... Don't get... Hey, listeners, don't get too excited, all right? Don't hold... It's a lot of pressure. So don't don't put me on the spot here. It's not going to be great, just like anything we've ever done. But it's special for the show, at least in a small way. So I don't know if that should go first or second. I, You know, since you've already teased it, I think we should just jump into yours. All right. First it is then. If you recall, if you're a, a longtime listener, and if you are, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, you're... And I'm, I mean you, singular, because there's only one person probably who's been listening from the very beginning. And uh, it's probably me. I'm, I think I'm talking to myself. I, I was just assuming that they sneezed when we said that. That's the only reason I said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, in the, event that, in, the, in the event that you are a longtime listener and that you have listened to all 10 double-digit numbers of episodes that we've put out... Mm. You recall that a long time ago, back before Paul was even on the show, back when I did this show alone, sad, in a dark room, not like this fancy, huge studio I have that can fit a grand piano and Billy Joel in it. Back when I did this uh, show all alone, I got into a rant. I don't even remember what the rant was actually about. But I brought up somewhere in the middle of the rant that I hate Vine. (laughs) And Vine is the scourge of my existence. Vine, the social media platform that's now extinct. Mm. And that I I really needed to come back and do a rant on Vine. So I'm really excited about this because back when I was just a fan of the show and not uh, a guest who pushed his way onto permanent uh, talking, um, <laughs> I remember you bringing that up, and I was really excited to hear it because I I don't I don't have strong feelings about Vine one way or the other, but I. I am ready to believe that I should be angry about it. If you, if I do my job right, you will have a strong feeling. And it will be one way, not the other. I yeah. can only hope that I, I present my argument convincingly. All right. I'll, I'll yep. just lay it out right here. I'll just Let's I'll do it. put it all on the table. Vines aren't funny. They aren't funny now. They never were funny. And your ability to quote Vines is quite the opposite of funny. And I'm really sick of people relying on vines as a crutch for not just their comedic interactions, but their whole entire existence. I, I can't believe that these assortment of six second videos are what you're basing your entire humorous persona on. It's just not a weak foundation to stand comedically. Paul, do you have a favorite vine? So I feel like I never completely got into Vine. I I remember downloading the app and I remember it's a weird social media in the sense that I posted like one ever. One (laughs) time I posted it. It was really dumb. 
Yeah. Uh, and Same. I would tell you to go find it, but you probably can't because it's dead. Um, and <laughs> it's it's a weird thing where I would sometimes get sucked in to watching them over and over because they are so short. It's like, oh, I can just keep watching them. And so I, I have watched some like Vine compilations or occasionally on Twitter they'll come up. And there are some that will make me laugh, but I, I actually kind of agree with you that generally those are the exception and not the rule. And I feel like absolutely a lot of what Vine is, at least a lot of creators, is just random. Oh god, you, you yeah, know how, that's like, a good point that I didn't even consider. It's just it's it's mostly based in random humor. Yeah, it's in, so sad. Random humor has its place, but when randomness is like the core of a joke, I don't think it stands the test of time. I think no, that randomness sure. can add to jokes, but but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, when kids are growing up and they figure out that certain things make adults laugh, like <laughs> like when they're figuring out that they have a sense of humor and so then a lot of kids, and especially kids who are, like, the middle child, like, vying for attention, like, that type of situation, they'll just start... Is that something that's close to you? Are you a middle child? I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm the youngest of three by okay. a long shot. Oh, uh, okay. Arguably almost an only child. But anyways. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's, like, they will... They'll, they'll almost accidentally make adults laugh one time, and they'll be like... Oh, I liked that. Like they they were paying attention to me. I don't know why what I just said was funny. I should I should just test out some things and figure it out. So then kids who decide that they like being funny and so they just keep saying like random things and seeing what sticks. And I almost feel like that's like the essential spirit of Vine is people videoing the most random things then putting on the weirdest voice that they can imagine. And saying a random jumble of words that comes into what they consider a sentence. And then, like, that's the joke. That is absolutely true. I mean, it's... it's The foundation is so weak of Vine humor. I will say that there are a handful of Vines that I find funny. Oh, for sure. They're, they're absolutely... I would argue there's a lot of funny content on the platform... There like- was, Paul. <laughs> okay. Rest in peace. De mortuus <laughs> Neil Nisi Bonum, as they say. My issue is more with people elevating the platform itself as being somehow inspiring of funny. Because I feel like if you really want to make funny six second videos, it's you can post those just about anywhere. You know? <laughs> and yeah. if they're funny yeah. enough to watch again, someone can hit restart. <laughs> You know, it's like, <laughs> what a great, what a great idea. <laughs> there, no wonder Vine went under. You don't need a special platform to watch six seconds of an MP4. You can I mean, do that anywhere. YouTube lets you post videos that are almost indefinitely long. Like, I cannot tell you how many videos you come across. This is a whole topic of its own. They're like <laughs> ten, 10 hours, hours of baby. this song. Like ten yeah. hours of screaming baby. It's like ten hour ten hour uh, He Man singing hate <laughs> that whatever that song is. I, I like that song more than I should. Uh but I, I will I will be honest with you, Paul, I, I I actually do enjoy what's going on or what's up by the four non blondes. Like 
non-ironically. I, I listen to that song and enjoy it outside of the context of He-Man 10 Hours, and I like it. It's funny that to some extent with a lot of people our age, if you show them that song, they'll get like an, a really deep and thought look on their face, like kind of further furl. Is that word furl your eyebrows? I, I'm going to assume it is. They'll I'm going to Google for this one. They'll furl their eyebrows and they'll be like, is that the He-Man song, like an acoustic version? And I, I hope that somewhere, if if the people who made that song are still alive, <laughs> that they're aware that they are now like a low-key reference to a He-Man song, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. It's like a cover band of He-Man. Yes. <laughs> By the way, you're thinking of furrowed eyebrows. Furrowed. That is F-U-R-R-O-W... E D. Hmm. I knew Forever. it started with like a f, and then I just kind of made up uh, the the sounds after that. I is furl. <laughs> let me consult Google once more and see if furl is a word. <laughs> it is actually. What What does it mean? According to Google, it's a verb meaning to roll or fold up and secure neatly, such as a flag, sail, umbrella, or other piece of fabric. Hmm. Well, eyebrows aren't fabric, but it's oddly similar enough that I'm going to feel vindicated that I was kind of close. Furl um, is, is uh, what you hear a lot when they people talk about unfurling sails. Oh. Right? Yes, with all those sailors that I converse with regularly. Right, right. You know, we... How did we get so off base here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really took this one in another direction. I, I would say for once that this detour is not my fault. I'm the yeah, na- that was I'm, ep- <laughs> I'm not in the driver's seat on this one. Yeah. Yeah. How random of us. I can't believe that, <laughs> uh, that people find randomness funny. That's embarrassing for them. Barbecue sauce on my titties. <laughs> if you think that vine is funny, I, you, there's no hope in the remaining, remaining hour, remaining 40 minutes of this podcast. Turn it off. If you think the barbecue sauce on my titties vine is funny, get out. I don't want you here. There's no place for you here. Just leave. You, vines, I, where I was getting it, vines that I do find funny, the one where <laughs> I hope no one takes this and makes it into a sound bite, but the one where the guy is in front of a, a table of people and he says, what's worse than a rapist? And he rips the paper off and it says child rapist. And the guy goes, a child. <laughs> And then the, the the comedic timing of cutting, truncating the no of that guy, chastising the person who said a child is worse than a rapist, is legendary. <laughs> it's just incredible comedic that, timing. That one's that, really well done, actually. You could build a college course on the comedic timing of that one. Just no cut. So, so perfectly executed. So as we've been discussing this, here's what I've decided. <clears throat> I think that in general... The types of videos that are on Vine absolutely have the potential to be very good and very funny. I don't think that a social media platform needed to exist that limited users to only exclusively like six or seven second videos, whatever it was. Right. Um, and I, now that I think about it, I almost prefer when I'm on a social media platform like Twitter that I will maybe once or twice a day come across a six or seven minute video, whether it's someone posting old vine or a new video, that's only like six or seven seconds. And I will enjoy that. And it's almost like I'm reading all these 
people who are upset about something or another series on Twitter, people making try-hard jokes on Twitter, and then I see the absolute most random thing. That is very funny. I just don't... I think that when you base an entire platform on just watching random things, that's when it gets really stale. And, like, I now that I think about it, I, I actually strongly feel that the platform itself did not need to exist. I feel that you've co-opted my rant and made it into something entirely more forgiving than I was <laughs> intending. I, I, won't, I won't contest what you've said because you've made some excellent points. And they are true, and I agree with them. <laughs> but I would like to emphasize my deep-seated hatred for the platform and content that is related to Vine. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, God, I'm just completely undermining myself here, but there are some vines that are pretty, uh, they're not very well known. They're not on the level of the really famous ones where a guy is listening to music for the first time. It's as if this person has never understood the concept of what music is. Not that it's his first time <laughs> listening to music, but that he has no context of music. So if you want an example of a good vine that you haven't seen before, please Google man hears music for the first time vine and, and you'll get what I'm talking about. But um, otherwise referencing it, it's not really the, the platform itself was flawed. Okay. And in its prime, when it existed, when I had the app and when I perused the content being posted regularly, it was still disappointing because the things that were funny, like elevated to the top page status were just not funny at all. It was just kind of embarrassing really random, stupid, lowbrow humor. And I felt like you could name probably on one hand, like three to five people from your hometown that miraculously, inexplicably became Vine famous during the peak of Vine. That's very and, true. And is that relatable? Like, do you think, yes. did you find that? There were so many people from my hometown that were famous on Vine. Totally unexplainable. I mean, this is kind of random. There... <laughs> There's specifically one person I can think of who did, but he's also kind of famous now, regardless for like, he just poses for awkward looking pictures and then people use them as reaction pictures on Twitter. And so that seems, he, what? it seemed like he was on the up and up now anyways. Um, I mean, do you want me to, I'll just tell you who it is. Do you know Billy who? Billy Joel, right? <laughs> yes. He was a great Viner. Um <laughs> But uh, hopefully he's already left the room, so he's not hearing my sarcasm. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking about. Do you know who Parker Hill is? Parker no, I, Hill? I, I can't. I can't stress how how much I have never heard that name before. That's I cannot fine. emphasize to you what little <laughs> that means to me. I, I went to high school with him, and he his pictures are somehow all over the internet. But anyways, if I remember, I think he made a bunch of vines. Uh, I know little enough about this that I have nothing more to say about it because I'll just be <laughs> making up things as I go. Cool. Cool. I guess go really? check out Parker Wood. Thanks for it's, listening it's to the Hill. show. That's but all. <laughs> Signing off. Not all bad. <laughs> that, that was a great contribution by me. I'm proud of that. Uh, <laughs> I knew I brought you on for a reason. <laughs> I, I have a random question about Vine. Uh, random. Uh, I'm so random. Uh, and <laughs> do you, the, the most prominent Viner that I can, th is that word Viner? I don't know. Uh, um, 
who knows the the most prominent one that i can think of is bat dad do you know who that is i'm aware of the existence of how, Bat dad how do you feel about bat dad i didn't know i actually did not know uh he was famous on vine i just was aware of of his videos i think via youtube possibly well what's what's interesting is you bring up a good point that reinforces what i was saying earlier i don't think it had to be i think vine is what gave him his comeuppance uh but he clearly just transitioned to a different platform and is doing fine because i still occasionally see his videos but um <clears throat> i'm pretty sure that he started on vine and as a, an early teenager who discovered Vine, I remember Discovery's account and just watching through all of those and, and giggling a bit to myself. Um, but yes, that that's like the one prominent Viner that I can think of. It's just your videos of people falling over or just, it's just slap. Like what? Are you going to tell me that the Three Stooges is funny in 2013? When Vine was at its peak, you're going to tell me that you enjoy watching the Three Stooges because basically that's what Vine is. It's the Three Stooges <laughs> multiplied by a million. It's just slapstick, random humor, people getting hurt, people slapping each other. What is – like that's not funny. That's just stupid. I And the fact that people have somehow in the past six years developed their entire identity around – saying these over and over again it's like have you ever been in the room in, in a room with somebody who has like every situation that comes up every sentence that you speak they either say oh that reminds me of this one time in the office have you seen the episode where or oh uh and then they just drop a quote from like parks and rec <laughs> that how is that your basis for everything that you say every interaction we've had is prefaced by the office like everything that you've said is a direct quote written by a writer on the office it's the same thing it's the same it principle I, I i think you don't have general, an original thought in your mind it's all it's all from other people that aren't funny anyway i, I Not think that the office isn't funny or that it's exceedingly funny but you see where i'm coming from yeah i i love the office but to some extent the the level to ugh, this makes me sound so pretentious the level to which it's become like mainstream to just like quote it makes me feel like i need to downplay how much i like it but i do really like the show you know what i mean yeah uh, right <laughs> um i didn't realize if you were talking about vine or the office <laughs> i guess we took a little office detour god yes. christ alive this is gonna be a long episode <laughs> yes I, i've had so many things that i was gonna bring up with this conversation and i'm I'll probably just bring this them up. It'll be my my positive rate can be very fast. Um, so, um, oh crap! What was I gonna say? Oh, I think it really it really comes down to to some extent what you're talking about is the idea that quoting something that's funny is in and of itself funny. I yeah. think. Oh oh, excuse me. Let me direct you to this note I have on Microsoft <laughs> Word. It's one bullet on a blank page, size 11, Calibri font, all caps, quoting things and making references does not make you funny. That's all I've got. That's I it's was like, supposed to say the one thing and I neglected it. I think to some extent, in my mind, people are so close, so close to getting how to be funny in the sense that they get how that quote was funny in its context and it's somehow connected to the current thing occurring 
that the same essential, the essence of that joke can still be made. But I think where people are losing the humor is that instead of just quoting something else and like being like, this reminds me of when this happened in The Office or this happened in Parks and Rec, they can basically, I even think it's fine to almost copy and paste that joke and make it contextual to what you're talking about. And I think that that's funnier is to almost take like the same essence for why that was funny and apply it to that situation without just being like, remember when this happened in the office? Like you can take that quote and make it funny in that situation to where like maybe people might notice that you're like taking that idea. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me point out. So I, I see exactly what you're saying. There's a very deep fundamental flaw with the idea that you're putting forward. And that is to pull that off correctly. And I know you understand this because you could do it successfully. But to pull what you're saying off successfully, you have to be funny. And if (laughs) you're not funny, then you're already the type of person that's relying on these things, these quotes to support your your terrible sense of humor. (laughs) So I get get where you're coming from, but it's already a lost cause at this point. If you were the type of person to take something else that somebody else did that was funny and co-opt it into your own situation, thereby making it funny again due to your influence, then you're already the, the kind of person that is capable of being funny anyway. You don't, you don't need this information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. The people that were Stop talking- trying to make this such a happy, positive thing, Paul. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed to let me be pissed. <laughs> I mean you're fair. Those people are dumb. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'll stop trying to defend them. They're off. <laughs> oh man. So so Zach, I feel like the, this naturally leads me to ask you, what do you think about TikTok? Because <laughs> I've heard <laughs> I know a lot of people have essentially called that the new vine. Um, and, and you, know, I'll go ahead and share my thoughts on TikTok, which is, I, I don't know exactly who created it or why, but I know that a lot of people are basically saying, Oh, this is supposed to be just like vine. It's like a vine, um, like clone. And here's the thing. I actually have had a few friends who have been like, Hey, like there's actually some pretty funny creators on TikTok whose content is like worth watching, but I cannot get past the fact that, that I see a ton of advertisements for TikTok. I'll say click clock. What am I? A <laughs> hey, clock? there's an idea. <laughs> um, no, I've Paul. Se- wait, sorry, Paul. I can't. I can't let you. I cannot let what you just said pass. You said click clock. What am I? A clock? Clocks <laughs> already go TikTok. Clocks <laughs> already make the noise TikTok. You're right. You're right. I- <laughs> I, I I tried to make fun of myself, but further exposed that I was misunderstanding why I was ridiculous in the first place. You made it worse. You made <laughs> I it absolutely worse. did. I'm sorry Any- to interrupt. We no. have, hey, hey, you know what? This episode is only halfway over, and we're only about a tenth of the way through it. You got the time. Just keep Perfect. going. You got time. Uh, <laughs> um. So every advertisement I see for TikTok, I almost said quick. You almost did it again. I know. I caught you. <laughs> every advertisement I see, I see them all the time. I see them a lot on Snapchat. I see them on Twitter. 
Um, I, I almost feel like, I know, I feel like our entire frame of reference for anything we talk about in this podcast is social media. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, um, every single advertisement I see is some really lame looking person <laughs> lip syncing to a vid, like some song. It's never a good song. They right. might be doing like half of an effort at doing some kind of face makeup and then they're lip syncing and I don't get the appeal of it. I trust that there must be good content on there. Like surely some creative people gotten on there and be like, Hey, I'll actually make something good. But just everything I see from it is so dumb. Like some of those videos that are like, just like like 20 year old country guys, like trading off lines from a country song. It's like, it's so funny, but not for the reason they think it is. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the the fundamental flaw with TikTok, I'm sure I've said fundamental flaw probably six or 7,000 times this episode, but the problem with TikTok at its core is that I rely on Twitter to deliver to me all the good TikTok content, and I would never myself venture into the swamp that is TikTok to find it on my own. That's a great point. I, yeah. I feel like I use social media like Twitter to kind of aggregate... Con- like good content like there's so in fact it's kind of funny it, it reminds me of all these people who get a viral tweet and be like why aren't all of y'all following me it's like oh my god i, I don't <laughs> we don't have time for another rant like, i don't know you like you had one good tweet like it made it onto my timeline and it was funny but it's like the same thing with tiktok it's like yeah. if there's good ones i kind of trust that it's gonna get uh onto my timeline <laughs> so i another thing about tiktok is i I actually am the opposite of you, and I I disagree. I don't believe that there is a single good, naturally good piece of content that exists on TikTok. (laughs) But I absorb, I I desire, I adore, I love the cringy, horrible, unbearable, (laughs) awkward, gross TikToks there are. So when those are delivered to me, I just, I consume them ravenously. I love that shit. So I actually don't feel that there are like creative good people on TikTok. There may very well be. I just I refuse to acknowledge that that's possible. And I instead rely on Twitter to deliver to me just the scum of TikTok because that's what I crave. <laughs> that's what I need. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> You know th- this is going to be my wrapping up thoughts for both tiktok and vine and so feel free once i finish these thoughts to <laughs> speak your piece i know we've been talking for a long time but <laughs> oh yeah we had this is um, the longest rant ever the the my final thought on vine and this probably extends to tiktok but i don't really know i haven't seen that many tiktoks <clears throat> um is that there are so many videos made by children that are like between five and ten years old it's got a lot less fun paul <laughs> But what I'm about to say is, there... <laughs> some of them are very funny, but any time <laughs> I see one of them, even even though they're funny, my immediate thought is just like, what parent is just letting their kid take videos of themselves and post them on the internet? Right? And it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's definitely something that, uh, it disturbs me too. I don't like to think about it too much. Mm-hmm. There's, some, yeah. there's a deeper context there. On some of them, I'm sure. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on Vine? Sorry if I just made that super serious. No, <laughs> that's okay. I will say, uh, I think I've made it pretty clear in my state statements on how I feel about it and what it means to me. Um, I, I would like to plead you, dear listener. If you were the type of person to reference vines, I know it's easy to get caught up in a vortex of your own understanding, especially with people that uh, seem to share their same opinions on vine as you and that you like it. You like to quote it. Try to refrain from devolving it into a spiral of quoting vines. The true fun in quoting vines is not that they're funny, I think. It's that they're fun to imitate and do the voices of for a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah. Just don't allow yourself to get into that spiral. Break yourself out of the cycle, okay? Get some help. Try to establish your own comedic foothold outside of Vine. Rely on something else. Maybe rely on yourself for once, okay? This is a motivational. This is the motivational segment of the podcast that we do every week. Believe in yourself. Believe in your own heart and mind that your wit will carry you through the day. And don't rely on Vine as a crutch, all right? You can do it. I believe in you. I know you can make it out all right. And with that, I will wrap up the longest rant we've ever done. And I will say that it was a worthy rant to save for special episode number 10 because this was a mighty I agree. For sure. All right. I got to be honest. I don't I don't know if we have enough time for it, but we're going to pretend like we do. I want you to go ahead and give me what you got. For okay. You. <laughs> so, mind, I almost, now that I think about it, I almost wish we would have done this right after the intro. But my. <laughs> That's what I, I was trying to steer you in that direction, but then you were like, you go first. I, I thought, okay, I'm I'll sorry. go first. I, I'm, I'm, I messed up, Zach. I messed up. Um, no, it wasn't a mistake. It's just a happy little accident. So, <laughs> this I, I recognize the irony here considering everything we said in the intro, but my topic is is how people ask for art and for the work of creative people for free. <laughs> oh boy so okay (laughs) there's a very there's a very narrow this is a huge topic because it can go into things like piracy and it can go into the compensation of like musicians as a whole but i'm I'm kind of trying to make this a little bit more narrow which is Essentially, so creative things like making videos and making music and things like that take a lot of work. And especially once you get in order to get to the level of making professional sounding or looking content, you have to be able to dedicate enough time that you should you would have to be making money off of it to be able to dedicate that much time. And so, like, right, it's like. I feel like people are starting to recognize this better. I almost feel like there's been a trend in the last several years, at at least from what I have seen in the circles of like groups that I people or groups that I follow that people seem to be getting a little bit better. But in general, people seem to have this idea that exposure is the ultimate currency. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so like, um, I, I have a, so I work in video production. I work for a, a small company that makes uh, videos uh, for 
um, other businesses, nonprofits, different things. I, I also have a friend who works in video production and he now, he, this is his, he's a freelancer. He, this is his full-time job, but just frequently people know that he's good at it and they'll just be like, Hey, can you just make this video for me for free? Like if you make it for me, I'll, um, people will see your name attached to it and they'll give you more exposure. And it's just kind of the most ridiculous, frustrating thing that people, uh, I feel like exposure maybe can be considered a currency of sorts before you're really professional. Like maybe it's your first or second, as in like I've uh, during our time as in this podcast, what'd you say? As in this podcast. (laughs) So just, we're not getting, we don't have advertisements yet. So it's, we get paid in exposure. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Until we inevitably do get lucrative, lucrative advertising contracts. Yes. (laughs) But like, I, I think early on, it kind of makes sense. Like, like if I'm, uh, before I started making videos professionally, I, I did some video work that to some extent could, I was doing the type of work that is similar to what I do now to where I am now paid for it. But early on, it kind of made sense that like, I didn't really know what I was doing. So people were taking a risk by trusting me with it. And so it made sense potentially that they wouldn't pay me, but that I actually grew from it. But I really feel like that only makes sense very early on. And it just, you see so yeah. frequently people being like, Hey, can you like draw this piece of artwork for me? I want to use it for such and such a thing. And like, um, <clears throat> it's just, those things take so much work that it, it just rubs me the wrong way when people are like, what you want to be paid? Like, even if you just pay a little bit, just paying something is acknowledging that the person is doing work for you. I mean, even with my job, very frequently, yeah, for sure. there are um, companies that will work with that will like, will like agree. Like, like on our end, people, since we're a business, people kind of understand like, all right, we have to like pay for this. But then just very frequently, it's like halfway through a project, someone will be like, hey, like, this is great, but actually we want to take this in a whole new direction that will make you, we changed our minds and we want to do this completely differently. It's going to add several days of work, but like, it's really easy for y'all. Like y'all could do that for free, right? It's just, yeah, it's like people treat like creative things as, um, something that the person who's being creative should just inherently love doing. And if they love doing it, then they shouldn't care about the money attached to it. But, but, <laughs> right yeah that's so backwards though i get yeah i totally agree sorry no 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 that's, yeah. that's fine it's just like i i don't know <laughs> it's just funny how people act like you should be doing art whether it be visual like drawing painting video music for the love of it and it, to some extent yes there is something to be said for like Sometimes I make music and granted, I'm just making it for myself. I'm not like making it for anyone else per se. And I enjoy doing that. But like, there's something to be said for like, if someone comes up to you and requests, Hey, I want you to make this for me, like make something specifically that fits my brand or my company, whatever. And we're going to use it in a way that makes us money. Like we do that for free. It's just ridiculous that people view that as a thing that is, um, like shouldn't be compensated fairly. I think that a small percentage of people are just, okay, well, I, I think that everybody is an idiot, but I think a small percentage of people are stupid in that 
they like what you say they believe that if you're creating something uh not out of a sense of like rationality but out of a sense of creativity if you want to divide activity into two categories yeah. if you're doing something creative it's because you like to do it and therefore it should be a release or something fun for you and therefore it should be free i think there's a small subset of people that are stupid and believe that but i actually think a majority of people that profess this idea that uh, oh yeah it's well it's for exposure uh but i can't pay you it's it shouldn't be that hard right i i feel like those people are coming from the perspective of they know that what they're doing and what they're saying is wrong and they're just trying to they're hoping that you are so desperate for validation or you're so i guess strapped for that response of positivity from other people being a creative person a being a creator mm-hmm. that that they can get away with doing something that they know is incorrect yeah yeah um yeah i i don't have really much more to say about that i <laughs> i obviously feel strong about it partially because it's very closely related to my job but but also closely related yeah. to hobbies but it's just <laughs> it's something that really frustrates me that um and and i know that this is <laughs> dangerously close to the um, topic I brought up a few episodes ago about content stealing, where people justify it by saying like, "Oh, like we'll credit <laughs> you for like this video that we put on our barstool sports account or whatever." Um, oh, barstool! <laughs> <laughs> they're this good call because they're in the thick of it right now. Yeah, for stealing content. Yeah, I've, I've been reading about that. That's what brought it to mind. But um, or World Star, whoever. <laughs> like they they say that because they're crediting the person that they can like post it. And that's, again, a completely different topic, but essentially, like, it's the same idea that, like, there's this idea that somehow exposure is in its and of itself worth has value. And there is some value to exposure, but it's like, if you give everything away for free, then you'll never make money and then you can't keep doing it. You can't buy a meal or pay rent with exposure. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) precisely. And if you're willing, if you're willing to do this for, if you're willing to get this for free, then why don't you just do it? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do feel, I feel strongly about this. It's not something that's near and dear to me in the activities that I do, but I understand that it's, a pretty big problem. And I do think that what you said earlier is a good point that it is, it seems to be the awareness is at least increasing. So it's less of a problem now than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are kind of becoming more, it's, I feel like people are becoming more familiar with it because they, I feel like the average person is exposed to it more on social media when they see blatant content stealing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> screw that. Uh, exposure won't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, please, we are we are giving our all. We're spending hours a week providing you with this wonderfully delightful podcast. The least you can do uh, is is go subscribe, tell a friend about it. It's for free. We're giving this to you for free. It's true. And and while you're at it, uh, doing all those things for this entertainment that we give to you for free. We ask that you also, if you're feeling so inclined, send us an email to notallbadshow at gmail.com because upcoming is the random rant section. 
Oh, yes. We're about to get into a random rant. And if you have any ideas for a random rant, if there's something that's been bugging you lately, if there's something that you'd like us to talk about, rant about on the show, now is the time that we're going to get into that. And if you have an idea for anything whatsoever to do, we'd love to have it at notallbadshow at gmail.com. And just make sure that you include random rant idea in the subject line. That way we... Don't open the email till we're on the show and live, and we don't read your random rant until it's time to go. Yeah, for sure. We we really enjoyed getting uh, our first email about that last week. It was fun to do a random rant submitted by a fan, and we seriously would love to hear from more of you guys about what random uh, things you would like for us to rant about. For sure. Yeah, that would be so awesome. Um, and, and speaking of the random rants, uh, I just rolled the dice here, and I got... Uh, number 10, 10 on the random rant idea on the random rant list is (laughs) doctor's offices and, uh, in parentheticals, the whole process getting checked in, being seen, et cetera. So Zach, I have a question for you. Yeah. (laughs) What is a parenthetical? Like in parentheses, Oh, (laughs) in parentheses next to (laughs) Paul. I am not one for censorship. If you would like me to purge that segment from the entire show, no, I will the, cut the, that The question. audience deserves to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really thought that you were saying parentheticals was some procedure that occurs regularly at every doctor's office visit. I was like, what oh, is that? Yeah, I just turned I just turned 40. I got to get my parenthetical. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it at all. Ooh, really uh, solidifying myself as the uh, <laughs> the office idiot here. Um, <laughs> lean into that. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on doctor's offices, Zach? Well, how, how often do you go to the doctor? Because I haven't been in a very long time. Very, very long time. I Knock went for the first time in a little while a couple months ago um, since I, I switched insurance from my parents to my employer and i contacted the doctor and like they were randomly like do you want to have like a very thorough physical and i was like yeah i guess (laughs) 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 i love the phrasing of that question how 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 hard do you want me to stare at you I mean, they. You want the full? You want the full hernia test or what? I mean, they, can I get down on them balls? They or what? offered me like a standard physical and then like a more thorough one that include blood work and a bunch of other things. And for some reason, I was like, "Well, I haven't been checked out in a while, so if y'all just want to like do the works, just go for it." I imagine you pulling up to like a car wash drive-through window, <laughs> and it's got the deluxe wash, and then deluxe premium wash, and then the deluxe super gold wash, but it says like check up instead of wash and it's got like blood work and hernia check and prostate cancer check and <laughs> breast cancer check and you're like hey sign me up for the whole the full deal i want the whole enchilada i got all day yeah so that's basically what it feels test like. me for allergies screw it i already know my allergies just go for it man i don't care <laughs> i've got all day <laughs> but yeah i yeah i went to the doctor's office recently i mean I don't have much to say other than it went well. I'm, I'm healthy enough. <laughs> <laughs> everything good? Healthy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, everything it went, out. Went, went, went pretty well. I don't know why I'm laughing That's so great. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm, healthy, I'm a healthy man, Zach. 
I, I should Good, I'm glad to hear it. But uh... <laughs> I haven't been in a really long time, and I'm not exactly the peak of health, but I rarely, I rarely have health problems. I should say I'm not a healthy person, but I, I, I never really have health problems. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't knock on wood for the sake of the audio quality. You're welcome. But just imagine universe that I'm, I'm not asking to be blessed with uh, a disease of some sort, but I, I just, I, I never go. Um, I, I get sick probably once a year and it's just a cold. I, I don't really have to miss anything. Uh, I'm not bedridden, which I'm very thankful for. But one thing that I do recall from the doctor's office experience is the sheer unbearableness, and that is definitely a word, of the waiting room. Mm. There is nothing more horrible than a doctor's office waiting room. Uh, you feel like if, if you're coming back for a checkup or you know something minor is wrong, you feel like you're just swamped in the worst of humanity, just body fluids and just covered in viruses and stuff. <laughs> that alone is enough to cause some psychological trauma, but not to mention the fact that you're, if you are sick, you're having to fill out paperwork on a clipboard or you're just sitting there waiting for an hour and a half, even though you're appoint, you were, you know, 30 minutes early to your appointment. (laughs) It's just a, it's just a horrible experience. It's, it's almost as if the doctor's office is saying, are you really bad enough to be missing work right now? Is this worth missing work for you, you right you now know, and staying home? What I what what it's funny you brought that up because I haven't had to experience this as much since when I was in college, but a lot of classes in order to be excused will require you to bring a note proving you went to the doctor. And I don't really experience this at my job because it's a really small company, so like I, I, I just feel it could be more obvious if I was lying and say I was going to the doctor. But um, right, I they'll say like a a school or work note, so I assume that some companies um, require you to bring a note proving you went to the doctor. But like when I am like pretty, when I am sick enough to not go to work, I can't think of anything worse then making myself drive over to the doctor's office sitting on some uncomfortable chair and having to talk to people about like my insurance and different things being surrounded totally. my my yeah. immune system is weak because i'm sick and i'm surrounded by people with with god knows what other illnesses that are flying throughout the air like you're telling me that because i'm sick i have to torture myself and subject myself to, to going and waiting to see a doctor. It's like, the, I feel like the vast majority of sick days that people have are ones where they're like, yeah, I came down with a stomach bug. I'm just going to sit this out, sleep for a while and I'll be fine tomorrow. It's like, right. <laughs> it, the stomach bug is such a convenient excuse too. Cause nobody's going to be asking like, really? Cause then they don't want to hear you talk about how badly you shit yourself the well, other day. You know? you know, that's the other funny thing is, I know ne- when I, so I, I think I've called out sick once from work so far since I started in August. And it's a funny thing. It's kind of similar with work too, where it's like, <clears throat> you want to be specific enough that they know you aren't lying or at least can better presume you're not lying. Cause if you're just like, Hey, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. Like that sounds fake, but also <laughs> yeah. do you really want to be like, 
Hey, I was all night up all night, like every 10 minutes having diarrhea, just shooting out of my butt. Like, you don't want to say (laughs) that to your boss either, because that's disgusting. And so, like, there has to be a happy middle ground (laughs) where you just vaguely are like, yeah, I was having some stomach issues. And like, that's how you like phrase it. To basically imply to them, like, yeah, there's some real shit going down in my digestive system right now, and I won't let you in on, on all the details. But, like, <laughs> I feel- it's the same idea of trying to convince your mom that you are sick enough to not go to school, but not sick enough to go to the doctor. Yes. Yeah. It's a fine line, for oh, sure. absolutely. That is, I think, pretty much the basis of why the doctor's office is terrible. Mm. Um and considering the time limit that we've imposed ourselves on ourselves with that vine rant, <laughs> yes, I think we should uh, go ahead and, and uh, move on to what makes us happy, what we enjoyed about the last two weeks. I absolutely agree. <clears throat> and I think that also, since you went first, or since I went first for the rant uh, up at the top of the show, you should go first All this right. time. Um, so my positive topic this week is that I recently in the last few months have discovered the joy of watching movies alone. So I, for the, for almost my entire life, I don't know if I've like pretty much ever watched a movie by myself. I don't completely know why, but I just consider watching a movie to be like an experience that you like choose to do with other people. So it's like, if you're hanging out with friends, it's like, what movie should we watch? Like, that's how I've always thought of movies is like, that's what you do when you're with friends. And for some reason I didn't hold like TV shows to that same standard. I've, I totally disagree by the way on the movie front. I will get to that, (laughs) but I like with TV shows have pretty much always been fine with like binging a show on my own. But I just never watched right. movies on my own. And recently, maybe it's because I no longer have roommates that I'm like, oh, I'll wait to watch a movie until like they're home. I can watch with them. I mean, I, I, I have roommates yeah. that are my parents, but they, they watch very different movies from me. <laughs> uh, but um, I recently discovered that it's like there will be nights where I'm home. It's like, man, I really want to see this movie sometime. It's like I wouldn't even consider watching on my own. At some point, I just realized like, I have like several hours once I get home from work. Most movies are only like an hour and a half to two hours. And I will spend way more time than that watching a TV show or playing a video game or something. So like, why not just dedicate that to a movie? And so I recently a few times watched a movie on my own that I wanted to see. I was pleasantly surprised that I thoroughly enjoyed it, that there's something kind of nice about uh, watching a movie on your own. There's, no distra- distractions other than what you impose on yourself. Like if you're on your phone or something, <laughs> right. thing. like yeah. there's no, pr- like if it's a movie that someone else has watched, like, you know, when you're watching movies with other people, if it's someone else's movie that they've, it's kind of, I, I experience this more frequently and more intensely with like a YouTube video, but if someone else is like, Hey, you need to watch this YouTube video. Oh, it's like, God, oh, I, I save it for a rant. Those, that situation sucks. It's like, okay, I'll save that for a rant, but essentially like there's no pressure either. If you recommend the movie or someone else did uh, on your reaction, you could just feel how you feel about it. Um, and just focus yeah, on what's going on there. Sure. I've just found that I've found that I've enjoyed that. It's kind of nice. Um, so we'll get, we'll probably, I might take this and, and co-opt it into my own negative rant at some point <laughs> in the future. But I, uh, 
I, I let me let me start off by saying that since I have moved in alone and and so on and so forth, become an adult, I agree that watching movies on your own is great. Uh, but I just I don't like movies very much at all, and I very rarely watch movies even with friends. Mm-hmm. And I have probably seen one or two movies uh, alone since moving here. And I have enjoyed it a lot, but it's because they've been movies that I wanted to see. And me wanting to see movies is such a rare yeah. occurrence. Um, what was the movie that you watched most recently that, that gave you this re- realization, by the way? I no, yeah, that's fine. You. It, it, are you ashamed <laughs> to reveal it? No. I, I, you, were very, uh, you were very secretive. I'm not ashamed. Uh, most recent, so I, I like Star Wars about as much as the average star wars fan i guess you could say i don't even know if that's a good metric (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) amongst the average resident of the united states or amongst the average star Wars. i like star wars i think it's fun i don't praise it on some pedestal the way a lot of people do but i think it's great okay i agree with that (laughs) Um, yes and i had never i've seen pretty much all the new ones that have come out but i never ended up watching solo it's like the kind of standalone prequel about han solo's backstory and I had right. never watched it when it came out, and I I heard a lot of people say, like, hey, even though not a lot of people saw this, like, it's actually pretty good. And I was like... I agree with that. Um, yes. And so I I didn't really have any opportunities to watch it with other people. And so at some point I was like, you know, this is on Netflix. It's not that long. It's just, like, a couple hours. Like, like it's a franchise I'm already familiar with and know that I enjoy. So, like, I might as well check it out. And I watched it on my own, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not, like my favorite movie of all time, but it was something that like, I just had a good time watching it on my own. Yeah. It's a fun, it's fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, so like I said, you know, I like watching movies alone. I see where you're coming from, but I just want to take offense to the idea, the societal idea that movies are a social <laughs> activity. <laughs> if I had my way, and by that, I mean if the world operated as it should, then uh, watching a movie would be something that would be very weird to do with anyone other than yourself. <laughs> if somebody's like, hey, let's hang out, let's go watch a movie, I'm like, why would, would I ever want to do that? <laughs> you might as well say, hey, how's it going? Um want to come over to my place and sit in the dark for two hours and look at our phones? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's the same exact premise. And I know I, I won't go on any further um, because I don't want to turn this positive rant into a negative rant, just as you turned my negative rant into a positive <laughs> rant <laughs> regarding Vine. But that's my stance on watching movies with other people. I think it's a worthless activity and everyone should watch movies alone. It's funny. It- <sighs> There's some movie, I I don't know if my thoughts are fully formed on this, but I do think there's something, and maybe we differ on this a little bit, I think there's something to be said for, like, when you experience something, like, entertainment together with someone that, like, and I, I kind of okay. mean... I, I definitely like, well, can I, see I, that. I kind of yeah. mean more to people, particularly with comedies, there's a lot of comedies that especially if neither of us have seen it, it's kind of fun to both be laughing together. That's very true. I, I will, I rescind 
to a certain degree my previous statement, which I've held on to for my entire life. You made a, a, a radical change in my perspective today, Paul. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm proud of myself um, and of you, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, wow. Thank you. But there is something also to be said about the fact that I can think of a lot of instances where I saw a movie in theaters with a lot of people like specifically what I mean is like a lot of people I don't know, like maybe I'm there with a couple friends and there's like a lot of people there where having right. a lot of people kind of unimmerse me from the movie, or especially if it's a horror movie to some extent, it's like if, if the theater is packed, it's kind of like, there's always those people who the re everyone has a different reaction to scary things. And a lot of people, the reaction right. is either to laugh like a mad person or to make fun of it loudly for everyone in the theater to hear or like, oh, like God. in any, in any genre, that's the worst. That's the worst person yes. in the theater. And so like, to some extent, when you watch it with strangers, there absolutely is the danger that they're going to just ruin it for you. But yeah, I think to some extent with a lot of movies, there's something to be said for like, like, for example, I brought up horror movies. I don't, I horror movies are something that I actually will never enjoy alone. I just, I actually do think the fun of a scary movie is that like you and someone else are scared together, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like, I'd never subject myself to that alone because that just doesn't sound fun to me. But the only fun that I can get out of something right. scary is if someone else is laughing with me. That's not completely true with comedies. I enjoy plenty of comedies on my own. I've watched plenty of funny things I laughed at on my own, but there's something to be said for if there's someone else who also finds it funny, it's nice when you're finding it funny together. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That does make sense. And and I, I enjoy watching movies, movies with other people. If it's not a movie that like a comedy that I don't have to be fully engaged with. Yes. And it's a movie that we all can riff on together. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see something in a theater, but watching movies in a house uh, with other people is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So I, I see where you're yeah. coming from. That's about all I have to say about it though, is that I, to some extent you and I came about this <laughs> from opposite perspectives is I used to never watch movies alone and only think that there was value in watching them with other people. And now I thoroughly enjoy watching them on my own sometimes. Yeah. I, I think we all learned a little bit about ourselves mm. today and that's what the so show true. is all about. So true. I'm going to keep mine okay. quick uh, for a multitude of reasons, but Basically, uh, I kind of have toyed with the idea of doing something even more special for episode 10. And one of those ideas was to rant about World War One, which uh, is, you know, I've established I like history and I've talked about history before mm -hmm. on the show and in this segment particularly. Uh, but I, I won't I won't talk about World War One today. Sorry if I got your hopes up. Uh, I know uh, at least a couple people have been patiently awaiting that reveal <laughs> someday. Maybe someday I have to be, uh, it predicates the success of that rant predicates on me being drunk. <laughs> but anyway, my understanding of world war one and everything pretty much <laughs> ever about anything is dependent on one singular item. And, and this item is what I would like my positive rant to be about today. Something that not only has made me happy, for the past two weeks since we last recorded, but for most of my uh, educated life, and especially 
since coming to college, and that is Wikipedia. Huh. I adore Wikipedia. I love it so much, and not just in the scope of using it for schoolwork or whatever, in which case I did use it a lot. I use it a lot at work even. Uh, I use it a lot on this podcast. I, I have, uh, I actually have two Wikipedia pages open right now for this very podcast. I will say that none of them are related to anything <laughs> that we've discussed so far or anything that we will discuss for the rest of the show. But at some point, uh, there was I had an idea brewing of something to say, and so I brought up Wikipedia and I did a little bit of research and I used Wikipedia, uh, for example earlier today to record that Billy Joel song from today's episode and all future episodes was from the album uh, Turnstiles and what year it was released and the sixth song on the album and all that. But Wikipedia is such a valuable resource to a lot of people. And I think we all take it for granted in that it's a, it's a, it's a great academic introduction to topics that we need to understand a little deeper. And, and I love that. Um, But I also, I love to learn and I found that Wikipedia is such a constructive way to waste time. So whenever you're sitting around at the DMV or just in the doctor's office waiting room, God forbid, you can just pull up your phone, go to wikipedia.org. And for me, at least, I, I don't think very many people take advantage of this, but I think you should. And that's what this rant's about. But for me, at least, I can get hours and hours of entertainment not only when I'm bored, but just in free time in general, straight out of Wikipedia. They have a uh, article of the day every day. And if you at the very least don't know what to look up, you can always start there. Sometimes it's pretty hit or miss. Okay, Sometimes you unfortunately end up with having to read an article about some state highway system <laughs> built in the 80s in Wisconsin. And sometimes you end up with this massive nasa scandal regarding like apollo 15 that you had no idea existed and the great thing about these random articles of the day is if it's something extremely boring like administration of the 24th district of congress in illinois nobody wants to read that shit i don't know why they select that for the article of the day but i can press on that article and scroll through till i find a blue hyperlink that interests me like uh scroll down Ohio's congressional district, whatever, whatever. And then I find something about how one district was added in the civil war or something. And I click on the civil war and boom, I've got hours hmm. of information right there in front of me. I love Wikipedia. They've got a random article function that you can click on. Huh? It, 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 it is. I actually have made it a point in my life several times. And I'm in a, a stage of that, of a, of an additional one right now where I've thought to myself, I waste a lot of time on my phone and, and I'm on my phone too much. I'm frankly addicted to my phone and it's a problem. But the least I can do is instead of scrolling through social media and cycling through over and over again, instead of going to some other website where I'm just going to read depressing news or mind numbing commentary or some shit like that, if I would just waste time on Wikipedia, that's at least constructive wasted time, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm learning something. And I just, I got to say, Wikipedia, I love you. <laughs> I will donate to you. I meant to last time, last time that you did the $3 a day or $3 from every person who uses this site will, you know, make us enough money in three hours to survive for a year or whatever they said. Mm -hmm. 
I, I do fully plan on donating to Wikipedia just for the not only how much they saved my ass in school, how much they saved my ass at work, how much they saved my ass on this podcast, but just generally how much fun I have reading Wikipedia, how great of a time waster it is, and how much personally I've expanded myself just by learning from the shit they've got on there. Just, I love it. Great all around. For sure. So, I also love Wikipedia. I think a lot of people misunderstand what Wikipedia's purpose is. As in, I feel like a lot of people, when they're in high school or whatever, writing research papers for the first time, their teachers shove it down their throat like, and you can't use Wikipedia as a source. And people's takeaway from that, I feel like a lot of time is, oh, Wikipedia is unreliable and fake and I shouldn't use it it's not a good source of information i feel like yes it's true that wikipedia itself is not really a source that can be cited in academic paper but the thing right. about wikipedia is that doesn't mean it's unreliable right like um because they almost every article has the citations where they did get actual sources that they use to compile this um information it's kind of like if For you sure. have a friend who knows a lot about a topic that friend can aid in your understanding of that topic. But if you were actually at a high academic level debating that topic or something, just knowing what your friend said probably isn't a basis for an entire opinion or um, argument on that topic. So that kind of carries over to Wikipedia as it's almost like secondhand information, but that doesn't mean that's not useful because, um, it basically aggregates a lot of other information and makes it much more digestible. I can't tell you how many engineering classes I was in at AM where there was a topic brought up on, I don't know, something with elect, like electromagnetic physics or some material. I was like, honestly, I don't even know how to begin to understand this. And I would go to a Wikipedia article and it would vary just in plain language, like explain to me what the topic is in kind of the context for it. And then that would be, a. it's almost like a great place to start on a topic. And if you want to dig deeper, either you can go to the sources that Wikipedia cites, or you can go to other more like academic sources. But I feel like people honestly frequently miss, like they, they underestimate how useful of a tool Wikipedia is because honestly, so frequently there's, especially with historical figures, man, I can get lost look reading about the lives of historical figures, especially those ones that like, don't even get me started. Yes. (laughs) There's so many historical figures, like even for my job, there was like, um, I won't get into all of it, but for, for some people that were talked about in a video, I needed to look up some information about them, their historical figures. And, um, like I would get reading about one thing, and suddenly it would be like, yeah, and this person was involved in this battle. And I'd be like, well, what's that battle? And so I click that link. And it's like, suddenly I'm learning about the most interesting battle I've ever heard of that took place at some point in American history. I had no idea about totally. it. Totally. But it's the most exactly. interesting exactly. thing I've ever That's exactly read. what I mean. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just it's incredible. It's, it's just a wealth of knowledge. Anything that you're interested in, and Wikipedia's got at least a little bit of it. And like you said, it's a great introduction to any topic you need help on at all. 
Mm-hmm. I'd like yeah. to wrap us. I'd like to to wrap it up here with uh, the Wikipedia pages I have open in Safari on my phone right now. Perfect. I've got Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571. Guys, mind blowing story. Look that up if you got the time. Revolution is. Most of these are going to be historical, by the way. Uh, okay. Revolutions of 1848, Hindu German conspiracy, Cairo, Lotus E Spirit. Giorgetto Gujario, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I, I don't know how to say that at all. Apollo 15 postal covers incident, ancient Hawaii, and tornado. <laughs> That's, those are the, Wikipedia's, the P- Wikipedia pages I've got up right now. And if I had to recommend one, I highly suggest you go look up Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571. That's going to blow your mind. Um, but and, and I have a whole list of Wikipedia pages that... I've found mind blowing in the past. So check those out as well. Uh, I guess I, I won't provide them, but find them yourself. <laughs> They're out there. Um, I think that it's time we conclude the show, Paul. It's gone on long enough. We've subjected these people long enough to our bullshit. We have. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be the longest show we've had so far. Yeah. Um, it's actually not, it's not as, it's not, it is a record breaker, but not by a huge margin. So yeah, um, I'm probably going to be looking up those Wikipedia links, and I recommend to all of you out there that you um, tell the Vine lovers and the people who would die in the hill of defending Vine as uh, being a tragedy that's gone. Tell them to get some help and have them start getting that help by listening to this podcast. Uh, yes. Tell them about it. Uh, get them to listen to that topic. It's going to be painful, painful for them. Uh, they, they need to know that. But sometimes it, it has to start. The healing process has to start with uh, the revelation of truth. And I think that they need to know that truth. Wow. That was like a cult leader statement. The healing <laughs> process must start with the revelation of truth. <laughs> wow. You need to write that in a stone tablet. That's pretty badass. <laughs> thank you i like that uh, i'm glad that i could impart my most eloquent words to describe why people need to like vine less hey and while you're at it uh we'd love a review on itunes not enough if the, if you have left one there haven't been enough for them to show up on itunes i don't know if as soon as we get one they'll show up or you, there's a certain threshold it, itunes says there's not enough so it makes me think that multiple have to be submitted. So uh, if you've got the time, we'd love a review. And that offer from two episodes ago still stands. If you write a review on iTunes, uh, me and Paul will uh, return the favor and go write a review of a podcast that we like and enjoy. Um, also, another way you can interact with the show is we'd love to hear your random rant ideas like we did Doctor's Office today. We kind of cut it short because there wasn't a lot of time. But if you send us one, we'll make sure to give it the love and care it deserves. You can send those to notallbadshow at gmail.com as well as any other questions or comments you have. And make sure to include the in the subject line random rant idea. That way Paul and I don't open the email prior to the show because we want those random rants to be real fresh and real improvised. Oh yes, this show has a lot of integrity and we want to keep it that way. Right. We're nothing but in- we're nothing if not integrious. Yes. Other than that, <laughs> um, we really, really appreciate you guys listening. If you're new, we appreciate your your listens even more. Your listens count for more than uh the other people, so thank you very much. Uh and other people, don't worry, those they're gonna be dropped down. 
next time uh, episode 11 comes around and you'll all be on equal footing except for the people who listen to episode 11 for the first time. Then they're better and so on and so forth. <laughs> so you can't achieve that betterment yourself, but you can f- hoist it upon somebody else who deserves it by telling them about the show. So we'd love it if you told somebody else about the show. That'd be super awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Other than that, um, yeah, you uh yeah, go ahead and bring Billy in. Yeah, we're ready for him. He can come on in. Yeah. yeah Man, did, did you grab some dinner there? Is that YC? Is that, is that a takeout box? Billy, come on. You're going to make this whole place is going to smell like fish now. All right. Better, better not be crawfish. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, it's just salmon. All right, we're good. <laughs> we're good. It's, it's going to stink in here, Billy. It's a little inconsiderate, but whatever. Just, uh, yeah, go ahead. You can start playing. Um Hey, thanks again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. And this has been Not All Bad. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.